It's time for the Motown Rundown, presented by Impact 89 FM, WDBM. This is your home for all things Detroit sports, from the Lions and Tigers to the Pistons and Red Wings. Now here's your host, Ryan Rabinowitz. Welcome in. Episode 41 of the Motown Rundown. Let's just do it and get it over with. Ryan Rabinowitz, Trent Bailey, Ryan Collins coming to you from the Impact 89 FM studios in East Lansing, Michigan. Uh, I'm going to preface it right now before I even let you guys get a word in. Uh, We're doing Lions today and Lions only. So if you're tuning into the podcast right now via iTunes, web browser, whatever it may be, and you're here to hear us, you're here to listen to us talk about the Tigers, for whatever reason, the Red Wings or the the Pistons, uh, I would I would let you know you could probably turn it off right now. Uh, we're talking Lions. Uh, I don't think any of us are very happy. Um, you know what we're here to do. Uh, so that's that's what today's show is going to be about. Uh, Trent Collins, how you guys doing? You hanging in there? Hanging in there. Being with you guys makes it a little better. Got to tell you. Well, Trent, you. Trent, give me a good confidence boost before the episode. So now I feel great. He goes. You guys put yourselves down too much. He's like, I hate it. I'm like, no, what, Trent? I need that's the boost yeah. I needed today. That's <laughs> yeah. the boost I needed. You, got, you today. guys both. You're always you're always selling yourself short. You're always being like, I oh, it. I suck at this. No, no, I set that up so Trent could give me a bunch of compliments during the show. So right. you just gotta you guys stay know. humble. Gotta stay humble. You look good no, today. but good I, I will say I am getting done. At, like we usually don't record on Wednesdays. I record SRZ on Wednesdays, and I literally just ranted about Michigan State football. So, like, the juices are flowing right now. Yeah, you're. They are active. You're on the so third. Be, yeah, I'm locked in. Your third podcast. In. So, your Collins, third podcast of the night tonight. He'll have no mispronunciations. No, none. As yeah, I mispronounce your that. tongue's all warmed up. No, it's, yeah, none. That that all happened that behind the mask. <laughs> by behind the, the mask, bad showing by me today. I will who say. Who was that. you and Supan today? Me, Supan, and Kyle Hattie. Dude, you do three podcasts on a Wednesday. One of them's like gotta it. take the bullet. Yeah, I will say too, tough. I don't I don't have my regular headphones. I'm only hearing sound in one ear. I had throw that me at off the, the entire that, Yeah, that happened at then at SRZ. Did you got two you got two working ear holes there? No, nah, I do, but that happened in the host chair to me last I'm gonna have to was... change this up. It's just unbelievable. No, I don't it's there's nothing you can do. Okay. You gotta eat it. Um, how would you describe? Take me through from Monday night. Of course, uh, Collins, Trent, and myself were sitting on my uh, couch out of the 1960s, watching the Lions game on Monday night. Uh, we do have some great video content that we are going to be working on uh, to get out to you as soon as possible. Um, unfortunately, it wasn't a happy ending, obviously, but I think that it'd still be an entertaining video to see what we go through. I think that's about that. It'll be more entertaining. Though. Exactly to see to see our reaction yep. to the ending of that game. Uh, it will be funny. So that's going to be coming to you guys very soon. Good for the uh, brand, not good for the sanity. Yes, I'll we'll, tell you that. we'll get together and work on editing that. But I want you to each take me through your Monday night emotion wise. Trent had an off the rails snapchat monologue that was awesome i was i meant to text you about it because that was that was great i i i drove to lansing and back just did you yeah i drove to the capital (laughs) and then (laughs) back it's a straight shot from my apartment yeah i I came right back you're right i love love when tv gets going like that on a snap story i love it i trent i might not agree with you on a lot of things about the lions but when you get going like that, you make me agree. Even if I think the yeah. point is absolute mute, you are so <laughs> confident and you are so you're so locked in. 
You're like, listen, people, I'm going to tell you what's up. Like, exactly. You literally. Well, I, I told everyone, I said, click through it if you don't care. Because, like, I'm, the audience on my Snapchat who actually cares he is was, like 10 people. He was tearing up a bit, too. I was. I was getting a little worked Did you up. see it? Did you see he it? He was getting a little worked I up. I don't know wh uh, which one of your buddies tweeted it yeah. out. I thought it went viral Ethan. for a minute. Me too. I was, <laughs> like, I was like, wait a second. I'm yeah. like, I know this guy. That's yeah. my boy, Ethan. Ethan Risinga, shout out. Incredible. What a name, Risinga. Right, Incredible. Yep. But anyway, great guy. Monday night to now as we sit here Wednesday, the progression of your emotions over the past couple of days. Me and Trent both said this. I'm like I you gotta understand. I'm kinda over it. And I know people that like sounds like, oh, you're not a real Lions fan. If you're a real Lions fan, you understand that this is the first time I think ever that the national media has like defended us. Defended the Everybody Detroit Lions. Is right. Standing behind the Lions. So I, I at this point I'm over it. It's yep. not like they're not they're not like what am I going to do? Talk about this until right. Sunday? Like, there's right. levels to it because, yes, if this ends your, if that ended your season, if that was week 17 yes. and determined whether or not you made the playoffs, it's a whole different story. Talk about it all summer. It's long. a whole different story. All winter long. Um, but it was only week five, and the Lions are a good team. I don't think anybody can dis can dispute that. Now we'll get into it shortly. Right. But um, yeah. No, it, it hurts, of course. But there's still games to play, and you know what? The Lions can't. I'm going to say what I said after the tie. Uh, I'm, I'm not. I'm trying not to dwell on it because the Lions can't. It's that simple. The Lions can't dwell on the game. You can't dwell on that. You have 11 games left to play, and there's there's the the division is still wide open because you saw this game was the difference between being in first and last in the NFC North. So yes, but emotions wise, I drove Collins home. We both just were vented, like, vented. Yeah. We, we got we a little mutually emotional. vented. Collins, okay, this is great. Collins started screaming at this person biking in the middle of the street. Well, you, this was okay. <laughs> You, so bad. Yeah, I was just like, "Why is this person biking in the middle of the road?" It was God. It was eleven thirty. It was eleven thirty. <laughs> There's sidewalks. There's side. These weren't like professional bikers who are allowed allowed oh, to be on I the road. I just love it because Collins wasn't even driving. I was. It driving. was. They <laughs> were. Got so mad. On I don't know what what's your street again. Charles. They're on Charles in the <laughs> middle of the road at eleven thirty. You're just asking for your life to be over. You're asking for it to be over. Dude, I could, I, we could do a whole podcast of my problem with bikers on this campus. Dude, we really could. You're asking to die if you bike everywhere. <laughs> my hey, cousin hey, my hey. cousin Donovan does wow. it, and I'm like, Donovan, I'm like worried about it because the, the drivers up here do not care. They'll turn right, no problem. This absolutely <laughs> yeah, right. rip your legs off. Dude, I almost got hit by a bus yesterday. True I story. I don't really? doubt that. Yes, I don't the, doubt that. I almost got hit by a bus. The buses are going way too fast. Can we talk about that? <laughs> I, I, we're getting way off topic. We probably talk about the Lions if yeah, you don't but, mind today. Sorry. They um, go way too fast. They're anyways, like, yeah. Collins and I vented, very upset, taking our anger out on things. I broke my box of Frosted Flakes. They went everywhere all over the floor because I just slammed them down on the island. It was ridiculous. I come home and my roommates are all very supportive of my lions craziness. They all, you know, they hear me, they all this stuff. So I got to vent to them a little bit, but I did not go to bed until three thirty, four o'clock because oh, I me couldn't too. sleep. I was laying in I, bed. Yeah, I felt it. You feel empty. It was, after the, it was like the that. adrenaline, like of just like the disgust of like you wish you. I I will say this quite honestly. Um, I haven't gotten over it. I don't think because I haven't really talked about it to anyone. I, I kind of kept it internalized. So this I, is gonna be it. I'm gonna I'm gonna say what I have to say on this podcast, and I'm not gonna play the game where like it's like week 16 and like we need to win and we ended up losing. I'm like, well, if you would have won the Packers game with the refs, right. I'm not gonna do that. Right. I promise you, I won't. Well, and do you that. know what? Can I say one more thing real quick? I it's, guarantee it's the, you, you might do that. I, I won't. Think I promise. When me you. and Colin say we're over it, it's not. I don't know if that's the best terminology. I'm it's over not, it. I, I'm not like oh, I'm not like I'm not. No Angry. longer upset about it. 
Like, I'm still upset about it, but I'm ready to move past it and okay, look at okay. the Vikings game. I think the anger has subsided for me. I will say that. If, I think the because anger might have subsided for me, but I'm still, like, just very upset and I just emotionally demoralizing. drained. It's demoralizing. It is demoralizing. Demoralizing is the right word. And as this as this show will carry on today, and we'll jump in in a second here because I don't want to waste any more time because Collins and I are trying to get the uh, Burrito Wednesday deal at Kudoba. Yeah, so we got, yeah. we're on a crunch here. Um, but I, I think towards the end of this podcast, I'm going to have to mentally, we're on to Minnesota. Yep. And that's what it's. This is it. We that's how it'll end. But yeah, get it out. I, get it out right now. But we're going to get it out Floor right now. The yours. Um, so I want to move into the game first. And oh, I obvious, thought you were about to throw in a bitch spiel. No, no, no. I, I have I have my I have a couple soapbox ordeals that I'm going to yep. stand. We on have to today. do a little game breakdown before we get into but the I officiating do, yes, blunders. I, I do. I do want to actually talk about the game itself and the performance of the team outside of the controversial whatever. The and, travesty. And of course, to set the scene. Obviously, the Lions falling to the Packers on Monday Night Football in Green Bay. Cover. 23 to 22 is the final score. They did cover. Uh, Matthew Stafford, 18 for 32 through the air with 265 yards on the night. on Johnson, 13 carries for 34 yards and a touchdown. Yuck. Kenny Galladay, five catches for 121 yards. And I have to shout out the best player on the field that night, Matt Prater, five for five on field goals, his longest from 54 yards. Um, as far as how the team played, uh, I, I we can have a little bit of an open discussion here. I have a lot of things that I kind of want to rattle off here, and if you guys just feel free to jump in whenever you want, because I'm sure we're going to say a lot of the same things. I think the tremendous start with the flea flicker. We went crazy when it happened on the couch, and we did. Obviously, it was a scripted start, and following up with the muff snap, of course, then everyone goes like, "Oh, it's that how sol is that? What to goes then, up must come down." Exactly. So you kind of you know. As Collins always like to say, water always finds its level. So I don't think I ever say that. So you lo- you say it all the time, dude. I'm do I ever you do. say that? No, you do. Like, it's like when he says a doozy, and he, he claims he claims he never says it, but he says it all the time. Right. Um, I did not know I said that. So, so I stand so, corrected. So good start, and I I think for at least the first quarter, the Lions, maybe even the entire game, I thought outplayed the Packers. I did. Uh, obviously the score doesn't reflect it and things happen that we'll get into. I think on the offensive side of the ball, Stafford made some big throws. He missed some per usual. Uh, namely, he had great balls, the Kenny Galladay and whoever. What's Hall? Marvin Hall. Marvin Hall. Uh, great 50-some yard pass down the sideline that was beautifully placed. Uh, obviously, TJ Hawkinson drops a ball in the end zone, which simply can't happen. I don't blame him. His brain's probably still mush. Uh, he's probably seeing stars every time he wakes up in the morning, so I can't really blame him for that. I mean, I can because he should have caught it, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, they were never able to open up the running game, which is which is tough, and especially against the Packers defense that had one of the worst uh, percentages or whatever their whatever they ranked against the run uh, was not very high. I think they were like a top five worst run defense in the yeah. league going in. Uh, so that that was tough, and it was kind of bizarre too. I think the blocking up front was was fair. There were a couple times where Rick Rick Wagner got exposed that we got on him when we were watching the game. We got on him as an understatement. And and you know, I don't think Stafford wasn't running for his life on on Monday night, but obviously he could have all he could have always had more time. It was hard for the offense the offensive line to open up holes for carry on, so that's why his stats look so abysmal as they do. Defensively, up front you got absolutely sliced. A 5.9 yards per rush, which is inexcusable for a defensive line that prides itself on stopping the run. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I mean, I, I don't think the stats tell all. 
Um, I, I don't think Trey, Flo- Trey Flowers had a horrible game last night, but it, it's. I mean, for an for a defensive line that prides itself on we're going to stop the run. You have snacks. You have Ashawn. Uh, you know your 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 edge rushers. Whatever you want to plug and play. Deshaun Hand. I know he hasn't played yet, but he'll get he'll get yeah. in there. I don't get it. Maybe you have an answer. Well, for I me, just Trent, why they're so I wanted bad. To, I wanted to run through it because I agree and we all agree because we're all sitting there last night saying you have to get more pressure on the quarterback. He's got all the time in the world to throw the ball. Um, you have the personnel to do it. That's the most frustrating thing because you have snacks, Ashawn. And uh, Mike Daniels, when he's healthy, up the middle to plug the hole. Then you got Romeo Aquara, Trey Flowers, Deshaun Hand on the edges, not to mention Devon Kennard and Tavon Wilson, who are versatile as hell and love to get in there. So I just don't – and you add that to the fact that the Lions have three great one-on-one cover corners in Slay, Melvin, and Coleman. Why don't you trust those guys? I don't understand, especially last night when Aaron Rodgers was playing with practice squad members named Lazard and you can't you you just I, I don't understand why you're not bringing more pressure you got to trust your secondary you have the personnel to do it and and honestly I think the Lions will do it going forward if they don't I am I am boggled but that's just it, it's frustrating when you have the personnel you have the secondary and you don't rush more than three I know people are saying that and I think every one of my buddies was like we were all FaceTiming. We were all texting after the game. We're like, dude, what happened? Like, you got you got to get that out. Yep. Like, like me and Trent and on the like car ride back. We you got to get those emotions out that night so you can go to bed somehow. Like, sound like right with like a clear mind, but you can't. You never can. But that's what the Lions do. They they don't rush more than four right. ever. So and, and 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 at the end of the game, you gotta at some point change the look of what you're doing. And especially when you're not getting there, they would not. They weren't getting there. Yeah. So, and and then one time they, I think they had two delayed blitzes and it worked once. Yep. So it, it snacks. Would, yeah. Not even the. I'm talking about the Jared Davis one where it had that delayed blitz. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Where he shot the gap. Like it, maybe something like that. Like right. yeah. I I understand they're trying to do a little QB smart QB spy on uh, Aaron Rodgers, but you got to switch up looks defensively eventually. When, yeah. like, like make adjustments because make they, it worked for three quarters, but in the fourth quarter, when Justin Coleman's been picked on by this lizard guy, laser, <laughs> whatever his name is, yeah, you, you you gotta you gotta make some adjustments. Uh, I, I, you know, I, that's one of my big points too. Of of I have a whole you know tale of the tape type deal that I want to wrap up with. So. You know, it's it's frustrating because, like, you'd like to, again, it just seems like such common sense. You need to put pressure on Aaron Rodgers. If you give him all the time in the world, he's going to make his throws. Um, but they don't do that, and it's frustrating, and I think you're, you're kind of seeing how it, I don't want to say it costs you games, but, like, when you have a quarterback like that that can be surgical in, in his passes, it, it feels like something that needs to change. And I don't know if it ever will, but moving on to my points on the defense, and again, if you guys have anything else you want to add, please feel free to jump in. I know that no one wants to talk about the actual game, but we have to do our job here. Uh, Justin Coleman, phenomenal, even yes. though he got thrown out for a touchdown. I mean, he's the Dude, huge he's, interception. He's, he's, he's been He struggled a little bit, but he literally, I think, had the ball thrown at him like 15 times. That right. interception, too, was unbelievable. Incredible. I, I mean, seriously, to have the concentration, the presence of mind yes. to realize, oh, this might not hit the ground. I should <laughs> probably grab it. You know what I mean? Right. I don't think it was that incredible, but okay. I, oh, it was, a pretty I, solid it was, it was an athletic play. Yeah. I mean, so I, I, don't, I, don't I thought it just got tipped up right to him. Well, it did, but like, how many guys are <laughs> how many guys are expecting that to happen? You know, I mean, no, he was, he was suited on the ball. Good break to the ball. Okay, um, sure. They the Lions let up four hundred and forty seven yards of offense, uh, but I I think I have a big 
portion of this that I want to get into in, in one of my maybe two soapbox rants here um, about Lions fans who like to bring up this state about how the Lions should have played better. Uh, the score could have been a lot worse, and they had a lot of stops taken away from them, which we'll get into later. Uh, special teams, average at best, who cares? They just they Nothing impresses me about the special teams. Except Matt Prater. Except Matt by Prater, the way, yes. By the way, Ryan Rabinowitz last night, unbelievable. Two was nights just, ago. Was j- two nights ago, sorry. Was just hammering Sam Martin. It was kind of funny. And no, Cal- that was me. No, I no, hate it, Sam Martin. No, I know, but he I was, wanted one ball. Out Ryan of the was the one who was just like, oh yeah, yeah, picking apart every every kickoff, every punt. And wanna, Collins was just trying to tell him what was it. <laughs> they they mean I, to kick it. They I, don't I mean under, to kick it out of the end zone. I, oh no, my thing was is, is how is it okay? Oh, he kicked it out of the. Uh, he kicked it out. Here's of my one soapbox. Ready? Is an NFL kickoff specialist, and I know it's hard. It's not an easy job. I don't mean to be one of those guys. But to kick a ball out of bounds in the NFL is a fireable offense. Like, if you can't, I get that they tried, like, the the short high kick to the corner. I get it. Trust me, I do. They never kick any balls out of the end zone ever. And to kick a ball out of bounds to put Aaron Rodgers at the 40-yard line is ridiculous. Yeah. So, like, again, the special teams and, you know, for Sam Martin to be a guy that, like, will throw his helmet and get irate when things don't go his way is just is incredible comment on the kind of person he is. So, whatever. I don't care. Sam Martin's character. Here's my here's my here's my tale of the tape. And I don't want to get worked up so much now. But this is where when I look at the game itself and my thoughts on the actual performance on the field, here's what I take away. The Packers had. Five first downs from penalties, the Lions had zero. So again, we'll get into it. But helps. When you go when you're forced to go three and out or whatever, you're on second and long, and all of a sudden you now have first down again. Again, Packers had five first downs off of penalties. The Lions had zero. Can I jump in there real quick? Yes, About of penalties. Course, of the course. Packers lead the league in beneficiary. I don't know if you guys saw this stat. Packers lead the league in beneficiary yards, which means yards you receive from opponent penalties. Uh, They have 501. That's almost a football field's worth of penalty yards per game for them. Um, The Lions are dead last with 234, which is 46.8 per game. So the discrepancy is real there. Obviously, the Packers have played one more game than the Lions have, but that's just something to keep in mind. I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, The Lions, 299 yards of total offense. Doesn't look great. I get it. Whatever. Could have moved the ball a bit more. Sure, I understand. Lions had 13 first, down, first downs to Green Bay's 22. Lions were 3 for 13 on third down. Okay, two things you'd like to clean up. Obviously, you got to get first downs. you got to move the ball down the field. On third down, you have to convert. Okay, I think the Packers were like 4 for 12, so it, it wasn't much different on the other side of the ball. Green Bay turned the ball over three times, and you don't get a touchdown off of it. Bad. Very bad. Exactly. You that it's I get like the fumble, like they fumble in your territory. You pick that up, you don't store. The one where they muff that punt, you gotta go down there and store a touchdown. Correct. Yes. There's certain situations where you gotta step on the throat a little bit. Correct. And that like yep. you someone muffs a punt inside their own twenty, you gotta go get a touchdown. It's all about capitalizing when you can Absolutely. and taking advantage when you can. Which the now, which is one thing the Lions have not really done. And nope. granted, the granted year so we're gonna far. get into it later because there's a little something or two things here mm-hmm. that nullify all of that. But um yeah, 
for now, for the purposes yes. for the purposes of analyzing the game, that is one hundred percent true. Have to convert, yes. have to capitalize. Other things I have here for my tail of the tape, as we said, the defense never got pressure on Rodgers ever. He was sacked one time for I think six yards. It could have been another time too, but it got. I think nullified too, maybe. I'm not thinking of the right thing. Who knows? Uh, you need to finish drives to get in the end zone. We just said it. Uh, but then again, and it's another part, and my famous line is we'll talk about it later, but we will. I have this whole thing about how you know people are mad at this team because they had five field goals against a division rival on the road on Monday Night Football against one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game in a cold, wet, whatever. People were slipping, sliding, whatever. So if you're mad at the team for having five field goals, I think you're out of your mind. Like, I get what? it. You got to get in the end zone. What are you talking about? What do you mean, what am I talking you're about? You're mad that they didn't. You just said they should have capitalized well, no, on that. No, no. You I should be what, mad at that. What Ryan is saying is. You, you got to move into your other point before you say that because it sounds. Like okay. You, you, yeah. Yeah. Move into your other. Point but to first. give context, the before the no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. He needs to give yeah. context. Yes. Because it sounds horrible. The my, fact that my, the Lions were up nine before the first blunder happened, and yes. then like you, I, I'm, because yes, if, if I'm the blunders the don't people, happen, then no one is complaining okay. that the Lions. Because you should be yeah. mad I, that I'm they saying, didn't capitalize. I'm saying. On that. I'm. I'm saying yes. I would have liked them to capitalize and get in the end zone, but it's hard for me to make a scene. And when you have all these beat writers that like to be different and go out of the box and go, well, the Lions should have been better they shouldn't have settled for five field goals that's 15 points on the board as i said on the road on monday night football against you the the division leader i I, i'm not banging my head against the wall because they get they had five field goals i i disagree i know what you're about to get into so i'm not disagreeing fully but i am banging my head no no this is where i'm at too because you have like that kind of kenny galladay flea flicker you got to score there. Yes. You got. Yep. You, you yep. got. Not even that. You got to yes. score in I, one of those first two drives. Collins, yes. I'm, I'm with you. I'm I with, no, no, I'm with I know you. you are. Yep. I know you are. And at because the same time, you have to do that. And we were talking about it the whole time. Yep. It's gonna come back to bite you. Yep. Yeah. And the contents of what came back to bite you makes this a little bit different. It nullifies it. It's a different conversation. It's a different it's, conversation. It's a different conversation. I wouldn't yes. say it nullifies it, but it's a concern for. The rest of the season, Absolutely. but when we're talking about this week, on a week-to-week yes. week basis, okay. that's Thank, what I was saying. Because yes. I, oh, yeah. I hear, I appreciate you checking me on that. I also think too, I would have liked to have seen them. I know the running game wasn't working; it was horrible. I would have liked to have seen you commit to it a bit more. They didn't I, run anything no, outside. They did. They committed. They had 13 rushes for carry. I think. I think when we go back and edit that video, we'd just be like, "Why don't they just throw the ball? They're in seven yards every I time." I was saying yeah. throw the ball, yeah. but. I guess to your point, if you're gonna commit to the run game, do something other than run it up the middle every time, because that's actually one area where the Packers are pretty good. Uh, their linebacking core is not terrible, so it's it's their front four that's not great. So I would have liked to see the Lions pitch it and try to get something outside more. Maybe you use J.D. McKissick a little bit more in that aspect, but they weren't overall, very creative. Like they they, they were been. not. They weren't. They weren't. And maybe that contributes to your offensive struggles. You know, maybe that's on Bevel. Maybe that's on Stafford. I don't know. But that's just kind of my take on it. Yes, I think they should have committed to it a little bit more, but in a different way. Uh, yeah. My my final things here as far as tail of the tape. I just think when, when we'll get into officiating pretty shortly here, the team is simply not good enough yet to overcome officiating things like that. Like you, you get your team, like you get a stop on third down uh, with the acquire, or the I'm sorry, the Trey Flowers penalty with 10 minutes left. You know, you can't expect your team to get a, a, another hold downs worth of stops yep. there. They're not good enough yet to overcome that stuff. To they say, shouldn't be asked and to there's, And there's a lot of things to clean up with the team. I get it. Um, you know, coaching things, personnel things. Um, 
to say that they're not a good team, I think, is stupid. I mean, yeah. I, you don't even need to play the game of what wins they should have and what wins, you know, they, they should have won Arizo- the Arizona game. They should have beat the Chiefs. You don't even have to play that game. The fact that this team the fact that this team is is now actually putting together games where they were you can playing come for back first and place say, last night. Exactly. So I I, I, I can't ago. I can't fault them for that. Um but I will end with this. And we said this after the Chiefs game. There's no more excuses. There's no more moral victories. You just need to find a way to win. And I get that this was kind of an anomaly of a game. Um, but at the end of the day, you you have to find a way to win the game. There are certain things that you can go back and look on. Again, you can look at the Hawkinson drop touchdown pass. That's a play you'd like to have and, and has to happen. Uh, Kenny dropped one too. Similar thing. He brings it down, bounces off his stomach, whatever. Yeah, there was and, also, and, and those are things that are highlighted in losses because that's what the Lions are famous for doing. It's 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 those kinds of things and those and those kinds of of mistakes. So. That's all I have for as far as the tail of the tape before we get into what the national media has been talking about for three days now. If you guys have anything else to add as far as what you saw on the field, please do so because I've been talking for hours. Now. Nope. Gotcha. I My main points this week are about officiating and Lions Twitter, so we'll move into those two things. Okay, so let's do let's do the officiating now. I will start with this, and then I will open up to you guys because I have a couple – very long rants I'd like to go on here. I said, and I think we all agreed, coming into this game, the Lions had a chance to make the world and the NFL notice. Like, this is a team that's here. They can play. It's not the same Lions of late. You go into Lambeau Field. You beat Aaron Rodgers on Monday Night Football. That's a statement win, not only to the division, but the NFL. Maybe you gain some respect. Now, despite losing the game, you've hung with the Chiefs. You hung with the Packers. You literally led the entire Packers game. You beat them for what at fifty nine minutes and fifty nine seconds, uh, and, and now people are starting to see a different Lions team. And I think the world hears us now and sees us now. And a lot of it has to do with officiating and the Lions straight up getting screwed. But I think now that people are on notice, and I actually think in a really backwards way, the NFL might have a couple makeup calls they're going to have to throw us for the rest of the season yeah. that might come to help you. Who so knows? Who knows? That's kind of, I think that it didn't, you didn't make a statement the way that you wanted to, but you made a statement nonetheless that people are now noticing. That's all I have right now, and you guys can go ahead and take it where you want to with the officials. I am going to tie in the Lions Twitter point I have and in the officials in together. I, first of all, Rabinowitz it was pretty funny. I think it was on Tuesday where he just goes, Collins, people want you dead. I was like, what do you mean? And, yes. and, and he goes, because I think two weeks ago I said people about the, the Lions fans complain too much about officiating, which I still believe. But you, you, there's no way you can kind of construe this game and I thought I saw a really good thing from Joe Retzro. He was like a former free press guy. He works at the Athletic and covers Tennessee sports. He goes, I think sports writers try and like do mental gymnastics, basically, and like sway themselves away from saying the officials aren't the story. They were the story. They yeah. were. Yeah. If they don't call that first hand to the face, the Lions went by a touchdown. I tr- I I 99% f- felt that way. And... The other one just like didn't give the Lions a chance to even answer. So right. I, I, I think the first one was more egregious in the timing of it. 
Because that I the Lions hit the ball back with what nine minutes left yep. with up up two possessions. That's a completely different game, completely different yep. game. So I I will say that like the I, the refs are a big part of their loss, and I think if the refs don't make that horrible call, they win that game. I will say that. At the same time, Lions fans on Twitter have made me numb to the fact they tweet out the dumbest stuff and they like detract from the main point. Like of those two calls. I don't need to see Darius Lizard or Laser, whatever this guy's name is, being down at the one inch line and they're like, oh, NFL, why don't they review every yeah, play? No, I hear you. Like, I, I don't need TJ Hawkinson getting a random face, like a hand in his face mask for like two seconds in a slow mo pitcher to stop doing that. Focus on the fact that you had three calls go against you. The Marvin Jones non-pass interference call that they shouldn't have challenged. Anyone who said they should have challenged Agreed. is an idiot yes. because they would never have won that. Four, 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 four for 38. Yes. Four yeah. for 38. They never would have won that. It has year. to be so egregious. It's like stupid. Yeah. And that was sort of egregious, but it was sort of egregious. It wasn't like he got absolutely tackled. So that it was a good move by Patricia there. They, oh my gosh. And I, I, I can't, like, disagree with you guys. Like, this stuff does happen to the Lions more than everyone else. It, 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 it's at 1, that. It, yes, it does. When they get in national primetime games, this stuff tends to happen. Mm-hmm. It really does. Yep. With the whole nation watching. Yes. And I, I, I agree. I, I, I Maybe I, I've bend the knee to that point to you guys. <laughs> Thank I, you. But uh, anyone on Lions Twitter who is condemning Trey Flowers... For giving that interview, that was very professional of him. Yes, it was. Yeah. He could have been so much worse. It was very professional of him. But at the same time, don't tell me he's my guy. He's my guy when he actually starts playing. So I I, I don't know. That bothered I, me. I for... completely disagree there. No, 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 you know, no. You know I do. But, no, no, uh, yeah. no. I know you do. But at the same time. Trey Flowers is my guy. I want a jersey. Oh, my I just, he's not that good, and their D-line's not that good. I just, Lions fans, like, care about things that are not as important sometimes. Like, caring about Trey Flowers giving a good interview more than him being actually good at football (laughs) bothers me. And that's, like, my, the whole microcosm of the Detroit Lions Twitter for you. And I think that's why sometimes I come off so cynical. Because they, they, Twitter has made me cynical. Things bother Collins that uh, don't uh, bother the average Joe. I don't know if we've ever talked about this. It's a great, like angle that we have on this podcast that I think not a lot of people yeah. think the way Collins does, and it's it's great to have. I don't know if any of you guys know this Twitter account with Detroit Moments. Do you guys know what it is? Yeah. It used to be... I a, followed it. It used to be an account where they tweeted out like cool moments in Detroit's like Magli- Ordonia's yeah. walk-off. Yeah. yeah. Yes. yes. Now it's this guy who literally just spews out horrible takes, and I... Th- he just makes me think that's everyone in the Detroit Lions fan base, which is completely unfair, but that's how no, my dumb brain it's works. It's a good amount of people. Yeah, there's a good amount of people that like like that stuff, and that just triggers me. Yeah. And that, if if I come off condescending or cynical when I talked about the Lions, go look at that guy's Twitter account and tell me why I like can't because it's it drives me mad. And I, that's the only thing I'm gonna say. That's the only take I have from this week. Because if any other take 
that the officiating did not cross the line into the game is just being a hardo and trying to like spew something that's not true. Agreed. And don't don't let me forget about that. That's what my second soapbox is on. Anyway, Trent, I know that you probably have this thing analyzed to the T of what call costs what and what time and all this stuff. So, and I know you're you had a very spirited, as we said, Snapchat rant yes. on it. So it was incredible. Uh, the, the floor is yours. I don't want I don't want to interrupt you. Go ahead and so do I'm what just, you got to do. I'm, I'm just gonna roll. I'm gonna vomit here. Okay, ready. I, first of all, I, I do want to apologize to anyone who has me on Snapchat because I'm going to repeat a lot of the same things. Um, but what happened on Monday Night Football was disgusting, nauseating, a travesty, an atrocity, and flat-out unfair to the Detroit Lions. This doesn't happen to other teams, and it happens to the Lions consistently on primetime games, in division games, in big moments, flashpoint moments. Book it. It's going to happen to the to the Lions. You can break the game down from every single angle. We already talked about this. You can say the Lions didn't score touchdowns and they settled for field goals the 12 men on the field special teams was just brutal you can say Stafford missed a couple balls you can say carry on couldn't get anything going you can say the defense didn't rush more than four whatever if the Packers win a clean game that's all valid it's all 1000% true and we're sitting in here analyzing how the Lions blew it but that didn't happen because all that shit goes out the window when the when the officials take the game away from you with 10 minutes and with two minutes left in the game and I don't, I'm not even talking about the trace Walker targeting call that that wasn't that targeting. Was a bad call. That was that terrible. Was... If every time helmets touch each other, we're gonna call targeting, the NFL is gonna I, die in I, ten years. I will say this though: he, Geronimo Allison looked like he did die. Th- th- so that's was, why they called it. It looked worse than it was because what he do you want? Like he was dead. Tracy Walker to do the ball is thrown low. He's coming to intercept the ball, and he turns his head away, and it it it, it brushes up. It literally didn't even hit Geronimo Allison's helmet. It brushes up against it. Whatever. So let's walk through this there's a pass interference call on marvin should have been called you don't challenge it because like you said ryan four of 38 pass interference calls have been overturned this year one challenge so i don't blame matt patricia for saving his challenges in case some other bs happens to the lions with maybe i don't know two minutes left um so so whatever just to, to the officials call it call it i get that's kind of a bang bang play and when it happened none of us were overreacting because we were all like there's still what like 10 minutes left in the game whatever Moving on, Trey Flowers, okay? And, Collins, this is where I kind of diverge a little bit from where you're at. It's not even that. Like, he, I respect what he did because that was a very classy move by him. But at the same time, I just think the, the fact that people, like, jump onto that so much more than the fact that he's disappointed early is just like the well, microcosm, okay, so, a yes. section of the Lions and fan base. That's, that's fine. I hear you. Where I kind of diverge a little bit is I don't think Trey Flowers has been terrible and and it, whatever the the bottom line is he's a star player he's a he's a respected player he's a textbook edge rusher he knows how to play football and this guy has played sixty games in this league including playoffs he went fifty nine of them without an illegal hands to the face penalty and he got called for two of them wrongfully within eight minutes of each other on third down in the fourth quarter on. Monday. Monday Night Football. You cannot make that up! You can't make it up! Tell me when that would happen to anyone else. Would that happen to Demarcus Lawrence and the Dallas Cowboys? No. Would it happen to either one of these, all these great guys the Packers have on their D-line? No. Does it happen to Khalil Mack on the Bears? No. I'm not calling Trey Flowers those kinds of guys. I'm just saying, this doesn't happen to other teams. It factually doesn't happen. I don't know why. The consistency in favor of Lions opponents is sickening because it's not even that it like happens against one particular team. 
team. It's whoever the Lions are playing in a big moment, in a big game, in a big flashpoint, and it doesn't go the Lions' way ever. And again, if the Packers drive down and on in either one of those penalties don't happen and, and they, they kick the game-winning field goal and bleed the clock, and then we're all sitting here like talking about what the Lions did wrong. Like you said, Ryan, settling for five field goals instead of putting the ball in the end zone. But you know what? The Lions scored 22 points on the road against the division rival to take first place in the division, and they lost the game because of this BS that happened that literally changed the outcome of the game. Yes. That's that's it. And to the people who are still saying those things, he like like the that the Lions should have, you know, they lost the game early, the Chris Carters of the world, the Colin Cowherds, the Mike Valenis of the world. The, you you people, how do you think playoff games go? Like, that's my question. You got two good teams playing each other, two good defenses playing each other. Do you think they're slugfests that end 44-42? to Because they're not. They don't. Teams stop you. Teams stop you. You got to make adjustments. The Lions played a played a pretty good game last night. Neither quarterback, uh, Aaron Rodgers, Matt Stafford, both had a QBR less than fifty. I'm not going to act like this was a classic game for the ages because it wasn't. But the Lions were, were in. They were in there. They had it right at the end, and they would have beat. And, and again. None of us were sh- were shocked that this happened. No, were we? Right. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, we which, were all sitting there on the couch. Which might have been the most most hurtful thing. It was. It is right. No, no, was the most offensive thing. We're at the second hands of the face call. We're like, oh, that's a holding. They're backing it up. Me and Trent are discussing whether to accept it or right. not. Yes. And, yeah. And then you're like. Uh, they called the hands of the face, no, no, and I literally they, walked out of the house. They, I was like, the, I can't do this here's anymore. Here's what happens. The flag flies, okay? Actually, let me back up. It was so disrespectful because it's literally the exact same let me, play let me back that up they to already the botched. Yeah. It's, it's third and six, okay? Aaron Rodgers is scrambling back there for probably, I don't know, seriously like seven or eight seconds before anything happens. He throws the ball. It's a bad pass. Incomplete. He threw it away. Whatever. It, it's It's done. Flag flies. Me and Collins are screaming holding because, like, he's had eight seconds to throw the ball. Holding, 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 holding. Then we're clapping. We're talking about whether or not you accept it, yeah. whether or not you make him kick it or back him up, whatever. Then this, then they, the camera pans to Aaron Rodgers, and he's pointing like this and clapping. And I'm like, you have to be kidding me. If this, is, if this was about to go down, and again, at this point, I'm thinking maybe it's holding in the secondary or something like that. No, the same Penalty against Trey Flowers, who's never been called for it in his life on Monday Night Football on third down of the fourth quarter against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers when you're playing for first place in the division. You don't make it up. You can't make it up. That's that's all I got to say. I want you guys to jump back in because I'm just blue in the face at this point because we got to discuss other things too. But the officiating, the NFL stripped the Lions of a victory. They stripped Lions of first place. And again, we're going to get into the picks and all that stuff later because the Lions are a good team and they've got plenty of season to play. 11 games. I they're gonna. I think they're going to crush the Vikings this weekend. Maybe, and by crush, I mean like two scores. But I think the Lions <laughs> are going to win convincingly this weekend. They're going to have some fire under their bellies. And by the way, one last thing. Trey Flowers, and you're going to say what Matt, you're going to play the audio from Matt Patricia's, or, or just talk about Matt Patricia's quote this week, yes, I believe. Yes, I'm going to end the show with that, but yes. And, and that's a great quote. To that same point, kind of in the same ballpark, Trey Flowers said, I'm just ready to get back to work. I'm ready to get back to work. I Dude did. looks motivated. I'm excited. I think he's finally going to have the game that we paid him to come here to do. Yeah. At the on, same time, the though, at the same time, I don't know if I'm stepping on your toes, Rabinowitz. But I will, don't. Don't you wish someone would just be like, you know what? F you, NFL. Like, like, go die. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Like, we like. I wish Stafford like came out to the podium and said, "Yeah, we got absolutely effed over." Yep. I went. Like, well, me too. If you, you you do that, it creates a little juice. 
you got a little like bandwagon when like it creates a vibe in the organization like hey it's me it's all like it's actually detroit versus everybody but they're like no we had opportunities I don't know. You know what? Mad. Here's my theory. Get mad. I told Ryan I have a theory that, about this. I don't this. know if that stepped on your point, but I I just wanted to say that before I, you started talking. I have a quick theory about that. Real quick. I think Matt Savard's not on social media, whatever. No, he didn't. His, yeah. his wife is. And she was posting things. And I don't think she would post things if, like, Kelly's had a very active social oh, media. Oh, she is. And I don't think she would post those things if there weren't conversations happening between the two of them. If, like, it wasn't like, oh, well, Matthew said nothing about officiating, but I'm just going to, like, go on and make him look no, bad, basically, because I'm his only connection to social media. Yeah. I think she's kind of his voice. She's the devil on his shoulder, and everyone needs one of those. I get it. It's a that, That's a perfect marriage, in my opinion. <laughs> you know, but I, I know what you're saying, but at the same time, my point is, like, I just wish someone would have done that in the I press conference. Too. I do, too. Because yep. when Take I'll the never... Never forget when Joyke Bell, I know this recirculated after that Dallas team to start saying Detroit versus everybody. And I remember being in my, in my bathroom, I was like, Yes, dude, that, that's great. Yep, exactly. Yep, I followed that guy into the depths of hell. Let's yes, go. Yeah, I know. I, I'm totally I wish with someone would have done that. I but think that, I, that's my only point. I think that's for, my last point. For point, it sorry. to be your quarterback, though, is like, yeah, that's never really, I, I don't think that's ever really happened for it to be that, your quarterback. That would be awesome. For, if, Wouldn't that if, be awesome? If Darius Slay. We'd be fist pumping everywhere. I'll be like, come on. If Darius Slay or Devon Kennard or Jared Davis or one of these captains did it, it would be unbelievable. Matt Prater, even. It'd be that unbelievable. Would be, Matt Prater be would great. be a watcher, too. He'd probably be hammered. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have you seen the, t- the Twitter account Drunk Matt Prater? He got suspended for alcohol. We thought we were like throwing around like maybe cocaine. It was alcohol. Yeah. I don't know how drunk you have to be to be suspended for alcohol. Well, it was probably like complications of like it was probably DUIs and stuff. I know. I think I don't know. Whatever. Let's let's let Rabinowitz step back into the mix. <sighs> you guys said a lot and a lot of good things, and I don't disagree with any of them. Um... I'm gonna try to collect myself here because I had a I was as I told Trent I was practicing this in the shower today and it sounded a lot better in the shower that it'll probably come out. Um, I want to start off my rant, my criticisms, my soapbox speech, my message to the NFL, the officials, whatever, with with actually looking at some of the people that like to open their mouth about the Lions. And I'm not going to talk about Colin Coward, who went on his show and said that Matthew Stafford was the blame for the Lions' loss because he doesn't have a signature win and yada, yada, yada. Because as we all know, right, Colin, that the quarterback's the only guy on the field. So if the if the team doesn't win, it's all his fault. I'm not going to entertain like stupid nonsense like that and it's actually incredible that he actually still has a show that he gets paid to do so I'll leave that alone my problem lies with Lions fans or personalities or beat writers that look at that game and these are people again folks who get paid to do this who do this year-round, who are around the team, who report on the team, who go to training camp, they travel with the team to get quotes and all this stuff. These are people that do this for a living. And they probably a lot of them have been doing it for a long time, too. And I'm not here to discredit their character or the kind of people they are, or, you know, the good, bad, or indifferent, but for you to look at that game from start to finish in the way it ended, we covered it all. You know, the 299 yards of total offense, carry-on had 13 carries for 36 yards, you drop a touchdown pass, you get five field goals. For you to look at that game and how it ended, and your response to that is, well, the Lions should have done more during the game. 
You can't settle for five field goals in a game like that. The Lions lost that game themselves before the game was even over. I need you to do me a favor. I need you to log into whatever social media you prefer. I need you to find the little gear that sits up in the right-hand corner. I need you to click on that and find the button that says delete account. I need you to do that for me. (laughs) Because oh, if that's, that's if that's your takeaway from this game, that, was awesome. that the Lions lost this game because they didn't score enough touchdowns or they didn't score more points than the other team, if that's what you took away from that, I really start to question your intelligence as a human being. And I get it. Negativity sells. It really does. And that's why I said it when I commented on Mike Valeni's comments after the game. He's made a lot of money selling negativity, and it's a lot of talk from a guy from New York who hasn't been around the team and who actually was was tr- he was almost fired from 97-1 because the Lions didn't want his voice anywhere near their games. Uh, t- cowards. T- t- whatever. That was cowards. That was awful. Oof. To not to you not with them? What? to not be no, in, in touch uh-huh. with the team and to not have been through what this fan base has been through over its entire history and then to make comments like that that's just the contrarian attitude and it sells it does and and I get that it's a dog eat dog world out there and, and everyone likes to kind of puff their chest and go well the majority of people are saying this so I'm gonna say this I'm not gonna look at the blatantly obvious blown calls by the officials that in the greater context has been a storyline all year and officiating being poor in the NFL. I'm going to say, you know what? You shouldn't have five field goals on the road. So I look at that and I go, I hear what you're saying. It would have been nice to capitalize and get in the end zone. And no kidding, Mike Valeni or Joe Schmo out there on Twitter, I would have loved to have had 58 points in that game as opposed to 22 I think you have a little bit better of a chance to win the game I don't think anyone can disagree about that but let me tell you this that's just not how sports work folks and as Trent said do you really expect your team in every single game to be up 10 points at the end to where they mathematically and factually can't lose the game it happens every single week in the NFL how often do you see him get see a team get the ball back with two minutes left you drive the field you burn your time out and you kick a field goal with three seconds left sometimes it goes in sometimes it doesn't the that's game's football. over and we go that's football what a great what a great sport one team is devastated the other team is elated and life moves on in fact you've seen your quarterback Matthew Stafford do it about seven or eight times over his career yeah you hear that cowherd do you hear that I know there's no chance you do <laughs> but stop Stop saying he doesn't have a signature win in his career. Even though you beat the Patriots by two scores last year. Thank okay, you very that much. was not a signature win. Okay, Don't d- beating the Super Bowl champions. Okay, yeah, on a team that didn't go to the playoff. I that there's a. I know what Howard's saying. He says it like a complete idiot, and that show is horrible. <laughs> I, no one listens to that show. They just tweet out clips. And then people get triggered. Like I don't think a person listens to that show. But at the same time, I I get the fact like they haven't won a, like a playoff okay. game. That's understandable. His, yes. Understandable. Again, I'd like to remind everyone that there's 53 men on a football team. Anyway, moving <laughs> on. Moving on. Okay, Detroit moments. I, I will I will uh I I will go into the officiating now in the moments that cost the Lions. So you you want to call whatever the other side to like, you know, the officiating was bad and Carrion wasn't in. 
whatever. Hawkinson drops his touchdown pass. I get it. You don't you don't like your uh, you know some people think the carry on thing was a catch. It wasn't a catch. Whatever. I don't know if you ever had it. I don't really care. The pass interference even. Um, as Trent said earlier, we kind of saw that and went, wow, that probably should have been called, but whatever, there's a lot of time left. So, is and tr- that wasn't, I'm uh, sorry to interrupt, that no, wasn't, fine, that wasn't even fine. something that like would impact a game outrageously. I mean, it would have in that moment because the right. Lions would have, it, it would have been first and 10 from right. the 20 yard line, still up nine. But still, I mean, it, it, that wasn't a game-changing play like right. these two hands the face. I, I don't know. I'm just... So let me ask you this, Trent, to just build the context. At what, I believe, at 10 minutes left or so yeah. on the first Flowers legal hands the face, where are the Packers at on the field on third down? The Packers were at about, I believe, the 35 to 40 yard line. Their so own 35 to 40. No, they were on our side of the field. So they would have been the able first to. One, the first, the first one. one. They would have been able to kick a field goal. No, I they wouldn't. No, the Are first you sure? one. No, the I first one. They were one. supposed to punt. That was, was the a, whole thing. Yeah, it was going to be fourth and nineteen. Okay, whatever, whatever right, it was, okay. whatever yeah. it was. Ten minutes left. The Lions are up. What at this point? It's twenty-two nine. to. They're up nine points. Okay, they're up two scores. Gotcha. Twenty-two to thirteen. Twenty-two to thirteen. Okay, ten minutes left. So, in my mind, in a perfect world, you get the stop on third down, which you do. No BS happens. They punt. You get the ball. Maybe you drive down if you go for your sixth field goal, which drives everyone crazy. You're still up two possessions. Even if you have to punt it, you're still up nine. And there's not as much time left. Two possessions. Maybe you bleed the clock down to five minutes. Okay, I would go out on a limb and saying, and maybe this is just me being a being a slappy, if you get the Packers to punt that ball, which you did, which you factually did, yep. you made your stop your on third down. Your defense did their job, the referees didn't. Exactly. You make your stop on third down, the Packers punt to you. As I said, you go down, score a touchdown, game over. Field goal, you're still up two possessions, and now the Packers have to go touchdown, touchdown. Or you punt it away, whatever, it's a sloppy drive, you're eating time off the clock. So that, to me, might actually win the game there. But as Trent said, Trey Flowers has been playing football for how long in the 60 NFL? 60 games, four 60 years. 60 games in the NFL, four years in the NFL. This has never, fifth. when I say never, I mean has never been called for an illegal hands-to-face penalty. But just so happens on Monday Night Football when the Lions are just getting a little taste of that sweet victory of heading into first place in the division. Illegal hands to the face, which gives the Packers a first down. They go down and score. Okay, now they're down two. A touchdown. They score a touchdown. They score a touchdown. Yep. Now you're down two. And I get it. You can play the game of, well, how do you not get a stop on first, second, third down? How do you let them drive and score? Hogwash to me. You make your stop on third down. You get off the field, whatever. Sure, we can play the if, ands, or buts games. What if Stafford threw for 500 yards and 18 touchdowns? Well, he didn't. Right. So you play the game as it plays. And, and look, it's football. Look, people, like it would be one thing if Trey's if Trey Flowers' fingers were maybe up in the neck area or or his fingers were grazing the face mask like Devin Taylor in 2015. No, he's literally right. It's it's to not the, close. it's all chest and it's a fist. It's not even a hand. It's a fist. The it's, second one was it's worse. All, it's all chest. It drives me insane. No, the it, second one is like way worse. Like the first one, right. his hand does kind of get in the face. But it's not enough to warn a call. Bakhtiari also puts his hand in his face right back. Yes, yeah, so. and also I want to point this out, not to like completely overanalyze everything. Trey Flowers is wearing blue gloves. You'd think you'd be able to see <laughs> if there's a blue glove in a man's face. Right. I hear you. Sorry. <laughs> no. So anyway, so anyway. The glove doesn't fit. You must have quit. Nice little exactly. OJ. Exactly. That was unbelievable what you just said. Yeah, nice OJ. Good job. 
Shout out. I watch all those documentaries. No, that was great. That was the most fitting thing you've ever said. Like, that Thanks. was perfect. I now, appreciate it. Now we get down to the final illegal hands of the face where we all lost our mind and knew the game was over immediately. You have a minute, minute and 30 seconds left, correct? Yep. The Packers are facing third down here. Um, and if you get your fourth down stop here, uh, Mason Crosby has a chance to hit a close to 50-yard field goal I think, there. I think it was actually it was shorter than that. But even then, if you give the Lions, I mean, if you give the right. Lions the ball with a minute 40, right. all Point, that, Matt Prater has two 50-yarders yes, on the night. All exactly. you got to do is – Point being is there's a minute 30 on the clock, yep. minute 40, the Lions have a chance to go down and score. So that's how the game should play out. But for whatever reason – and I don't need to try to dissect what's going through the officials' heads. You know, I have my theories on how everyone has money on the games and whatever and all that stuff. But you make that call a second time. And I don't know how often illegal hands to the face gets called, let alone twice in the same game, in the same quarter, on the same player. Against the same offensive lineman. Within eight minutes of each other. And in whatever, you know, Bakhtiari told the officials, can you watch the hands of the face? Hey, whatever you can do to get a leg up on the other guy, I get it, it happens, okay? And, of course, they're the Packers. They've got Aaron Rodgers, so they're probably getting the benefit of the doubt. But by calling that illegal hands of the face, here's what you do. You give the Packers a first down. All they have to do is roll around on the ground and play footsies with each other for about a minute and 29 seconds. They burn their time out and they kick a chip shot and win, which they did. So if you don't make that call, and as, as someone who's played sports all my life and just kind of knows how things go, and especially being, I was an umpire too for a, for a while, not that it's anything similar to being an NFL official, but at that point in the game, in the fourth quarter, when the defense is making a stop and you got a team trying to drive the field and win, you put the whistle away unless it's 100% inexcusable that something happened that's a penalty that must be called. You cannot sell me that any part of that play from Trey Flowers' end showed anyone with eyes on that field that that had to have been called. And it was. And so you make the call, and now the Lions factually lose the game and have an opportunity taken away from them because of the officiating. So back to Collins, as, as I as I texted you about how people want you dead. Obviously, a, a very tongue-in-cheek comment. But my <laughs> yeah, point, yeah, be, yeah. My point yeah. being here is I'm never one to blame the refs. You will never hear me say the Lions lost the game because the refs did this. If they would have gotten calls X, Y, and Z, they would have won. This is an anomaly of an instance where you had two to three, maybe four calls go against you that factually took away opportunities, negated your defensive stops and the hard work you put in in doing your job. It was ripped away from you and given to somebody else. It's almost like being put in jail for a crime you did not commit which happens, I get it, that's life. But my point being is, is as much as Collins hates the still frames that people put on Twitter of all the calls in the past, and to my point that I made to you two weeks ago, there is no other team in the National Football League or in any sport with the that, plethora that has this many instances yeah. to point to of times where calls don't go their way 
or calls benefit the other team to the point where it then puts the Lions in a position to lose the game and now their backs are against the wall and everyone gets to go SOL because only the Lions could lose that way. And that is something that I cannot tolerate and it's the reason why I lose sleep at night and the fact that Troy Vincent, I don't want to play the whole quote on the, on the podcast. Everyone can go find it. We're on Facebook Live. I hate to just burn 45 seconds of time playing a quote that no one can hear unless you're listening to the pod. Executive Vice President of Football Operations in the NFL, Troy Vincent, comes out and says, the second hand to the face penalty called on the Lions defensive end, Trey Flowers shouldn't have been called. So the NFL clearly has a bigger problem to look at as far as their officiating goes. I don't know how now in 2019 we don't have somebody in the booth that's job is to sit there and on every flag that's called, you take two to five seconds. Yep, good call. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Similar to how video guys do in the NHL when they call challenges, MLB, thumbs up, thumbs down, you move on. You already take five minutes to review touchdowns and scoring plays as it is. You might as well throw this in there too. It's either an all or nothing thing. But my Point, my point being here is back to the people that want to blame the Lions. You don't always have to be the contrarian. You can call it like it is. So the thing that I can't stand about Lions fans or how the media treats the Lions is you need to pick a side here, folks. Either the Lions stink and it's SOL and this is typical Lions BS and they're not good or you take the camp of now everyone seems to jump on this train of the Chiefs game and the Packers game. Those are games you have to win. Well, explain to me why. Because all I've heard for the past 10 to 15 years is how bad this team is. How bad the organization is. How bad Matthew Stafford is. How, how poorly run the organization is. That's all I hear. So now all of the sudden that everyone likes to come out from behind their keyboard and go, you should have won the Chiefs game and it's SOL because you didn't win the Chiefs game. You should have won the Packers game because it's SOL that you didn't win the Packers game. Well, those are the same people that when you when you tie the Cardinals, they go, this team just flat out stinks. Patricia's not the guy. So what is it? I, I urge everyone listening to make up your mind of where you stand with the team. Do they suck? Do they lose these games because they suck and they're not a good team? Or are they supposed to magically win these games now? The Lions are a good football team this year. They are. But they went to Green Bay, Lambeau Field, Monday night against Aaron Rodgers, and, they and got screwed. They, they led the game for 59 minutes and 59 seconds. So you tell me when you dissect that game and you look at the officiating, what what more do you want? What what more do you do you want for, for, for me to sit here and say to you about how the Lions should have, have won the other two games. I don't get it. I understand what you're saying. They were in the Chiefs game. They should have won. Uh, again, keep in mind of where this team has been in the past. Okay, Patricia comes here. He had a rocky year last year, and now all of a sudden, everyone wants to. Ma- what what uh, are I you just getting uh, all propped up for? Why? Why? I I know, I know what you're trying to say, and I get what you're. I. But but, but <laughs> what what did I I don't know if this is what you meant, but you said. But keep in mind when this team is in the past. Who cares what it is in the past? There should be a standard of being good. That I I get that. Like, I understand the people who are saying they have no chance against the Chiefs. 
and then they are in that game, and then they complain about losing it. I understand why that upsets you. Yes, but I also you. understand people that try and hold the Lions organization to a higher standard than it has been. Don't like why do people think it's all right to settle for nine and seven? Because that shouldn't be all right. It shouldn't be all right. You I should win I a division in the last twenty years. Right, but what what part of this team now makes you believe that that's that the standard is is set higher? Because you got it the sh- people. I'm saying the people that sit there and go, "Sol miss teams, whatever." Now all of a sudden, the the standard has magically been raised this season when you're actually in games. Do you understand what I'm saying? I yes. really I. But at the same time, when we looked back at the Chiefs game, they should have won that game. I that's the thing. I I. I think that's just dissecting the game. I don't necessarily think they're flip-flopping their opinion on the team because they should have won the Chiefs game, and they got screwed against the Packers. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I thought you were just saying that the standard is like, it's all right that they lose close I'm not saying that I hold this team to a 5-11 and 11 standard. Anything above it is sunshine and rainbows. Yes. What, I, what, I, what, I, what, I'm, what I'm trying to explain is, is now – the way people judge this team on a week-to-week basis, basis, it's either it's SOL and the Cardinals a, ties SOL, or it's like all of a sudden magically you're supposed to go beat the Chiefs now. Has there ever been anyone who's just like has a middle take? Because that's just not popular, like you just said. Like that, I you just gotta let that wash off your back, my man. You just uh, you gotta let it like breeze over <laughs> you. You do. That, that's I'm just saying because people are idiots. There are a lot of idiots out saying, there. There are. The, 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 the standard, Seven of them the were standard, officiating the game. The standard for the Lions forever, since we've been alive, has been they're a below 500 to maybe they'll get you to 9-7. and seven. So do you want people to either be, this team should be 12-4 and four, or they suck? You don't want them to be, like, I don't know what you're trying to get at. Do you understand what he's trying to say? I do because I, I think it's like, and, and it's more this year than ever because the Lions are in games. And it's the same people who say who who were basically out after the Cardinals tie, who get pissed when the Lions are in a Chiefs game and basically outplay the Chiefs and hold the MVP to zero touchdowns. Those are the people who are like, "Oh, the Lions, they blew it, the SOL, SOL," and against the Cardinals, they're like, "They just suck." So, what he's saying, but they did people, suck and they should have won the Kansas no, City game. Okay, okay. Though. So he, I don't, I don't, I think we all can agree on those things, though. Like, they should have won the Chiefs game. I I don't know why we're talking about that. Quite simply, it's just you can't have it both ways. So I can't be critical of the Lions? Like, I said they stunk after week one. I did. So are you pointing at, like, and at this point of the season, it's factually incorrect to say the Lions are a bad football team. No, because you after. Yes, correct. Thank you. What I'm saying. I just don't get, I I have no idea what your point is. You got to explain it clearer. If you walked in here today and started talking about how, if you were one of these idiots who started saying the Lions should have won last night, the Lions blew it last night, and just not acknowledge the officiating and just talk about how they got to score touchdowns. No, I get that. We all said that. I get that. I don't get what. I'm saying it's the disparity between the two at the two ends of the extreme. It's the the Lions are SOL. They stink. They're gonna. They, this is what they do. They lose. And the other side now that people seem to float from one end to the other on a week to week basis of they stink. It's SOL. And now all of a sudden the Lions are good enough to win these games and they don't. And what you're so, saying is get in or get out. But, yes. So so what what I'm telling you is again is. 
football teams lose games. I look at the Chiefs game and I agree with you no, no, that no. there are instances there where you're like, the Lions capitalize here, they win. But they didn't. And it doesn't take that away from them being a good football team. I'm you, you, You're either, you're in or you're out. Yeah, no, but I, I get what you're saying, but it doesn't take you away from being a good football team. It might take you away from them being a great football team. Which I think fair is, enough. Which is the like you said, there's two extremes, so no one really justifies that. That the Lions might just be good, not great, which is fair, right? And I'm not saying you can't be critical. No, 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 I'm no, not no, saying I you know. can't be I know critical you're of the team. I just have my mind is working in a like I got ADD. I don't know what's going on <laughs> at this point in this podcast. No, I, 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 we I, talked so much about this. I, I understand. I just to to. I was confused. Sorry. To bring my to bring my point to a close is just that I, you're either in or you're out. Like it's the season's not over. They're they're two two and one, and if you want to play the game of like they should be four, they're not. They're just not. The Patriots lost to the Dolphins last year. Like that's what it just you you they they look on a week to week basis of like. Oh, they tie the Cardinals. How SOL is that of them? This team stinks, whatever. And then those same people magically against the Chiefs now expected they're good enough to have won that game. They because, were. No, no, but listen. If the yeah, line, I don't, that, no. Your point is getting convoluted. No, here, here's, I, I don't, don't think, think I think this, I'm explaining it perfectly at this, this point. This might help. Yeah, this well, might help. They, they flip-flop because that's from week one to week like four. It's completely, you, they have more information on the table. So what are you saying is get on or get off? I... I no one's gonna get on and get. He's on. talking to the same people that you hate on Twitter, who are no, just like, no, the people on Twitter are overly positive. That's why I hate them. That's why I hate them. I know what you're saying. The the people that flip flop. That's just people. People are they change their mind. We're all hypocrites. I heard that on part of my tape today. It's a great point. We're all hypocrites. We all say <laughs> things that we do. Like we all like criticize things that we do. Yep. So I I don't I don't know what they're supposed to do. I don't know. This this is a tired. So this is a tired. Yeah, point. I know. It's very tired. Very tired. We got to move on. No, but I, you're in or you're out. Yes. You're in or you're out. Get on or get off. Everyone listening, who's a Lions fan, you're in or you're out. Make are your you decision. Are you talking about Lions fans now. or media members? I'm just. I'm saying. I don't know I'm who saying. You're I'm about. saying predominantly Lions fans and people in okay, the media. I just. I, I don't know anyone with an opinion I, I, on the Detroit I thought, Lions. I thought I was being very clear about that. I I did. I'm I think sorry. what you said. This point sounds ridiculous to everyone. It doesn't. Sound ridiculous. I just like my dumb brain just didn't understand what you're saying. I don't know. It sounded like see. This is what I mean. You're selling yourself. So, you're sitting here. You're we're having we're having a very cerebral conversation. Is it here. cerebral? Very, very, We've very been talking about the same no, thing no. for thirty five. Okay, minutes. fair, fair. But this podcast, we got three guys here who know sports, and and Colin's over here like my dumb brain. No, stop <laughs> with that. Miss me with that. I like you just said miss me with that. miss me. That was hype. <laughs> okay. Whatever. Your quarter zip today, by the way, fire. I Thank know I said that much. to him when he walked in. It's a brand name too. It's Adidas. Yeah, it's I, yeah, like I got to get back on Rabinowitz's good side after I. Well, I just like look. My, look <laughs> here's here's how I close my point. You ready for this? Yeah. Here's close how it. I close the point. Slam it. I've been alive for 21 years. Okay, so that I say have, I've been a have. Lions fan for 21 years. I'm not gonna be like I've been a Lions fan for this. I'm just letting you know how it is. I know the team hasn't been great. It's a poorly run organization. We can call it for what it is. They haven't had the best coaches. They don't get the best players, whatever. And and this stuff just adds fuel to the fire. So I just, at a certain point after watching the game on Monday night, I was sick to my stomach. 
And it was like it was like something that I've that I've I've seen the story too many times, and I'm sick and tired of seeing this team who never gets any credit from anyone around the league ever, and it's it's got the the most wishy washy fan base on who cares, who doesn't. There, you you see a game like that that you that you were supposed to win and you had one and it gets taken away. It can't happen. I'm sick of it. I'm done with it. And I will tell you this to Lions fans before we move on to Minnesota because now I'm ready to move on. Yep. This team has been dog crap since my grandfather was a child and adult, whatever. Okay, I know there's Lions fans that have been suffering for longer than we are. I promise you this: water always finds its level, right, Collins? Yeah. Bang! There's, Hit them there, with it. Let's go. There's there's going to be a day where we're gonna sit here and you're gonna see the Lions make the playoffs clean, fine. Okay. And you know what? You know what it's gonna feel like? It's gonna feel like that Cubs World Series where they won it. When it's like, when it's like, oh, is this actually? Are we gonna blow it again? It went to extra innings because Rajay Davis had right. a three-run shot right. in the bottom of the, like, you know what I mean? Is is this gonna happen? No. Right. Nope. And then you're like, then you just exhale. You're the like, Lions no, we just won. Sports are so stupid. The I Lions know. are gonna make their playoff game, home or not, and they'll win it. And they'll move on, and we'll go, wow, they finally got the monkey off their back, and they got the playoff win. And then, you know, you know what? They win one more, and you go, wow, that was crazy, but there's no way. There's no way they win the NFC, and you know what? They do. And you're sitting there. And what whether- hypothetical are we talking in? <laughs> are we talking in this year? We're talking about I'm just in a saying couple months. In your lifetime, bro. I'm, I'm saying I'm, that's for a lo- long time. This is why I hate sports. I'm saying a couple months. You hate that? No, no. I, 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 I'm I do saying hate, this no, year. No, but ten, five, and one. Detroit this Lions. Is, this is why being a sports fan is the most backwards ass thing in the entire world. Whatever. We literally, literally shed tears. Literally rip hair out. For three moments in your life, right? So it's I, crazy. I'm saying, yeah. I'm saying, the, I'm not even like chirping you. I'm the just the moment, that. then they go to the Super Bowl and the confetti rains down. The moment will come. Cubs fans didn't think they'd see it. People lived, they were born and died without seeing a Cubs World Blues Series. Blues fans didn't think they'd see it. Blues fans too. The Nationals might do it this year. The time will come. So my point being is, I always say with this team or any team, because if you if, if you're one of those guys that gets on the radio like Valeni does and goes. I'm not spending my money to watch this team. Why would I watch? You're a loser. Because you're from New York. You're a loser. Okay? To jump on the bandwagon when your team's good, how easy is that? So just like all three of us are, Red Wings, Pistons, Lions, Tigers, we watch the games, we go to the games, we buy the merchandise. Because you know what? When they finally win it, all the heartache, you'll forget about all that stuff. It'll feel that much sweeter and you get to be the first one in line buying the Super Bowl t-shirt. And all the people that are on and off and whatever get in the back of the line. So now we'll move on to Minnesota. Lions and, and Vikings, Ford Field, 1 p.m. next Sunday. What are your thoughts on this game before we move into the picks? Because now I'm just dejected. Collins has absolutely torn me down. I did not mean to podcast. tear you down. <laughs> We're supposed to have each other's back here, and you just tore me down. So I did not mean to tear you down. I just didn't Someone understand. else talk. I'm moving the mic away. Someone else I will talk. say this. I... <laughs> Do think this is like a type of like losers leaves town type of game? Like whoever loses this team is not going to win the division. Yep. Like they they po- like whoever loses this team could possibly go on and get a wild card. But I think this is basically a knockout game for the division because if the Vikings lose their zero and three in the division, if the Lions lose their zero and two, 
and they even had they have still have two road teams they got to play. So I think this is an important game if you believe the Lions to win the division. I do think the Lions are a better prepared team. I do think the Vikings might have more skill around the field and skill positions. But th- you look at this game, the Lions have to win this game. They don't win this game. I don't think the season's over. I'm not going to like say the sky is falling. This is a big, big game. They got to win this game because they're better. They they should be better than the Vikings on their home field. The Lions are unbelievably less implodable than the Minnesota Vikings are. Yes, I think if anything goes wrong for the Vikings in that stadium, I'm I'm serious. I'm not trying to like hype up Ford Field. It's a great home atmosphere, and I think that if Stefan Diggs doesn't get his four targets by halftime, you might get a little upset when they're down ten, whatever. And I think Kirk Cousins. I see this is for me. This is when this is the game where I say Matt Patricia bring the house. Get pressure on Cousins. I know there's great receivers back there, but you know what? There's great defensive backs. You have three great cover one-on-one corners. I'm I, I great. Great. I don't throw that word around all, well, I throw it around more than you guys do, but Rashawn Melvin, Justin Coleman, Darius Slay are all capable of covering guys like Thielen and Diggs and Treadwell and Tracy Walker's probably going to have a day against Kyle Rudolph. I'm just predicting this. Kyle Rudolph sucks now. Bring the house on Kirk Cousins. Make that dude beat you. Seriously. Yeah. Make that dude beat you. And and, and Snacks Harrison, if there's any if there's a game for you to like kind of turn things around this season because he hasn't been great. This is when to do it. Dalvin Cook, shut him down. Don't and and by shut him down, I'm not saying hold him to less than 30 rushing yards. That's not what I'm saying. But Dalvin Cook has, does he? Am I wrong? I think he has like two 150 rushing yard games this year. He's been a beast. He's been great. So you know what? If they if if the if the Vikings get down on the goal line and let him let him run it and he gets in once or twice, so be it. Make Kirk Cousins beat you through the air. That's all. I mean, and I think that the Lions do that. They have the pieces in play to do to to take care of business here at home. I think everyone's going to be fired up, ready to go. The fans are surely going to be fired up and ready to go. The Lions are motivated as ever, and I think the Lions win by two scores. We'll do the picks in a minute. Those are my thoughts on the game. Collins, by the way, before I go into my thing here, can you look up the line and the yes, sir, over under, please? I don't even want to talk to Collins anymore, but I did anyway. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't, I look, I don't have much to say as far as the game goes. You need to go win this game. I mean, you're two, you're two, two and one. You're playing a division rival at home. You're better than them. I genuinely believe you're better than them. And it starts with Kirk Cousins, as you said, Trent, um, nothing about, nothing about him really scares me. Um, the rest of the, of course their defense is solid. Um, but whatever, go, go win. I mean, barring any unbelievable anomalies of, Whatever. And, and back to the original point about the Lions not being very vocal and being fired up about whatever. Look, I, I actually don't mind the way that Patricia's handling this. And I'll, I'll read his quote here at, at the end of the show. Um, but, it, it, you know, it, it's hard for a guy like Stafford. You don't want to be the guy that, that whines and bitches and moans like Baker Mayfield does. And then everyone gets to jump on it, too. I get it. It'd be nice to have your ownership come out and say something. Patricia to go, look, you know, this team for years has just been screwed, whatever. It's as ridiculous. The NFL needs to change. I think by saying less, the NFL actually gives you a bit more leniency there and goes, okay, we appreciate you not blowing us up for it. We've been wrong. We we hear you now. So I'd be very surprised if things like this continue to happen to the Lions. I don't know what the solution is, if there even is one. The NFL has a terrible product right now, and they know that, and it'll fix. So I think, if anything... You have two options here if you're the Lions. 
You either let this define your season and you use this as your crutch to say, well, uh, we, you know, we would have been 10 and 6 this year, but this, but that, this call, that call. And you can be the same old losers that you've been for the last since 1934 on those wonderful gray hats they like to wear. Those are so bad. Or Ugh. you can do this. You can use it as fuel. Detroit versus everybody, right? It's a it, it's the mantra you go with. Go beat everyone's ass the rest of the year. Yep. That's how you do it. Collins, the the line and whatever, please. The Detroit Lions are getting one and a half points this Sunday at one o'clock, plus one one oh five on the money line, and the over under is forty five and a half. And with that, the picks. Collins, you said over under one more time. Sorry. Forty five and a half. All right, Collins. I'll let you start since you read it off for me. I appreciate you looking that up. Lions money line. I mean, I, I really don't understand this. Minnesota's beaten two teams that are not very. I don't consider very good. I don't think the Eagles are that good. No, they're not. And they got to play them at home. Kirk Cousins is doing that classic. Hey, I, I, I'm not that bad. Like, and then he gets in a big game and it's not great. I hate to say it because I love Kirk Cousins, but he's not going to get it done. I love the Lions on the money line here. I think you empty the account on the Lions. I'm very confident in the Lions being able to get over this hangover. I think the key to this game, though, is how the Lions wide receivers play against the Vikings secondary. Because other than Xavier Rhodes, Trey Waynes isn't that great. Nether Michigan State boy, but you can uh, you can kind of pick on him. Yep. I I think them being able to move the ball vertically is key this week. But I still like the Lions. Give me a money line plus one hundred five, and I like the over. I like the Lions, and I like under because I don't think the Vikings are going to be able to score many points. And I am not going to give you a score prediction because I can't do that math in my head when I talk. But I'll give you this: the Vikings. Kirk Cousins, if anything, is I mean he hasn't played a, he has not played a secondary like the Lions have. Seriously. I'm not trying to oversell you the Lions secondary, but it's pretty damn good. And Quandre Diggs is probably gonna be back healthy, and that's a big that's a big uh gain for the we didn't Lions. We didn't even talk about that. That was a big loss. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you don't have one of your starters, one of your captains, whatever. He's probably gonna be back against the Vikings because I was shocked he didn't play against the Packers. Bottom line is this Kirk Cousins doesn't want to see Darius Slay, but uh, he'll probably throw his way a couple times because he'll have digs, and uh, the Lions are just going to do the Vikings one better. Collins, I completely agree with you. Wide receivers, Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones got to take advantage of a secondary with really one star back there for the Vikings, and I think the Lions win by two scores, but it goes under because the Vikings don't score much. Trent, I could not agree more. The Let's Lions, go. The Lions' money line easy, and it's going under because the Vikings won't do their share of the work to get themselves to the over. Not giving you a score, the Lions are going to win. And if they don't, I'll probably break my heart. That's just, you know, as per usual. The Lions lose this week. I don't, I like, I say this a you lot. You can't lose this game. No, no, you it's, a, it's. They won't. They no, won't no, 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 no. But if I'm they lose this confident. game, if they lose this game, the division's out of the question, I think. I mean, I, yeah, I, I, unless like Aaron Rodgers gets hurt. Yeah, I hear no, you. No, no, yes, no. If, no, every, if everyone's yes. healthy and the yeah. way the division has been, it, yes. It makes it almost impossible for them to go out and not impossible. Like with the history the Detroit Lions have, you don't expect them after this week to be able to go get it done. 
You yeah. got to you got to get a, off to a decent start in the division. I agree, and I say that knowing the Lions will probably go punch the Vikings in the mouth. And okay. I can't wait for it. Ryan, great fade out with the music, by the Thank way. You. That was excellent. It's Thank super you. tough. Don't to do think that. I didn't notice that. It's hard to do that. Thank you. It, it is. So you it's guys a, are hosts. A, I've a, never done it's it, an so skill. I'm sure it's very tough. I'm horrible. At um, it. Okay. I think that wraps us up here. As we said, uh, we will have video content coming for you very soon. You don't want to miss it. I think it's going to be pretty funny. It was tough to to. I will say too to share that experience with you guys, even though it, w- it was horrible, was awesome. Well, me and, and, and Rabinowitz yeah. were dead on the couch for about ten minutes. Yeah, uh, the, it, we'll remember that forever. You'll see the video. And before we wrap the, oh by the way, the picks. Collins and I are six and four. You're five and five. Sorry about that. And Trent said last week, he goes, "This is my chance to." Sorry, didn't happen. Well, you know, I will leave you. I will leave you all with this because I was very happy, and people like to criticize Matt Patricia because he says close to nothing in most of his press conferences. People like to get mad at the Lions because they never stand up for themselves and, and themselves as a team. I think this was I think this was pretty pretty solid to to end the show on and to finally move on because we're now on to Minnesota from your coach your head coach of your Detroit Football Lions Matt Patricia, and I quote. I love our fan base. I love their passion. I love all of it. I appreciate it more than you know, and I just want the fans to know that we're going to work to get things right, to do things the right way. We're tough. We're built tough. We're blue collar. Just like this city and just like this state will continue to be tough. In the end, toughness is going to prevail. End quote. And with that, that is all for today's episode of the Motown Rundown. One pride. For Trent Bailey and Ryan Collins, I'm Ryan Rabinowitz. Submit any questions, comments, or suggest topics for the show at Motown underscore rundown on Twitter or on Facebook at the Motown Rundown page. Do not miss a single episode of the Motown Rundown. Subscribe to Impact WDBM on iTunes. New episodes every week. We will see you next time. You have been listening to the Motown Rundown, brought to you by Impact 89 FM WDBM. For all your Michigan State and Detroit sports coverage, visit impact89fm.org sports and don't forget to subscribe on iTunes.